Hello, and welcome to the Multiplier's Leadership Podcast. A multiplier is someone being transformed into the image of Christ for the sake of neighbors and nations. In this podcast, we are connecting uncommon leaders like you to relationships and resources that will help you multiply the Great Commandment and the Great Commission in your everyday life. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Multipliers Leadership Podcast. Man, we are so excited to be back with you um, as we continue to be able to get the year started. And we're, we are joined with our guest Monday today. She is from Nairobi, Kenya. She's a young up-and-coming leader, and she has just a passion for storytelling or even just being able to tell the story that God is writing. And let me just tell you, we are over the moon within our Multiply Global family because uh, she's stepping onto the team as our chief storyteller. So, Mwende, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Hi, everyone. My name is Mwende Muya, or Patience, for those who might not be able to pronounce my ethnic name. And I'm happy to be here today. I love it. We're so glad that you're here, Mwende. And yeah. I'm committed to learning how to pronounce your name. Uh, <laughs> yes. Although I do love the name Patience uh, as well. So uh, I may call you Patience Mwende. Uh, but thank you for jumping into this podcast. You're very brave. Uh, Moende just joined us, as Joseph mentioned, just joined the Multiply Global team here, um, kind of the headquarters, and which is just such a fun win for our organization because uh, she's crazy gifted and um, also anointed um, for ministry, and she is... A, a worship leader and a designer. And as Joseph mentioned, she's going to be our chief storyteller. And I just kind of want to take a minute um, to just tell all of our listeners kind of how we met you uh, back in November, which has just been a fun process since we got connected to you. Uh, some of you know, if you don't know, we uh, Multiply Global helped plant a church in Nairobi, Kenya in 2017 called City Church Nairobi um, through the influence of one of our global partners. His name is Reverend Mutinda Musimi and his wife, Jennifer. Um, and you'll learn uh, through Mwende's story today that they've played a really powerful role in mentoring her. But over uh, just a few months ago, uh, November over Thanksgiving break, my family, my wife, my son, my daughter, and um, 12 others, so 16 of us total, um, all boys except my, my wife and my daughter. So they're very courageous. Brave uh, souls. Brave, brave souls. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, had the opportunity to uh, take a short trip uh, to Nairobi to partner with City Church, and we uh, had the chance to go into several of the um, the neighbor slums, the neighboring slums of Nairobi, which the largest slum in all of Africa is there, um, called Kabira, and had the chance to go in and serve several works and ministries that are working inside of that, but also hosted a leadership conference while we were there in partnership with City Church Nairobi. And, and it was really there at that leadership conference that I remember um, seeing Mwende working for the first time and she had a camera and she was going around and she was videoing everyone and getting stories and pulling stories out of people and and pulling the excitement out of people for being in the room. I think we had 110 or um, maybe even more than that leaders uh, that day. 
And then um, she was a part of the worship team. And then I sh- we show up on Sunday, of course, to be a part of uh, a Sunday service with City Church. Uh, and she's on the worship team and she's leading the charge and just has this dynamic, powerful presence and voice. And I began to ask, I said, Pastor Mutinda, um, I, I started calling him Rev on this trip. I felt like I've graduated. I can finally call him Rev. I said, Rev, where did you find her? And he, he began to tell me a little bit of the story behind Mwende. And, um, and I asked him, even before I left, I said, uh, I'm looking for a couple of new team members on, on our kind of our HQ team here in, in Northwest Arkansas. And I said, I would consider, we haven't done this before, but I would consider hiring somebody from Nairobi. And uh, we discussed patience or Mwende. And uh, he goes, I think she could be a very good option. Let me, let me mention it to her and see if she's interested. And she was interested. And so we had some conversations and we're just so blessed to have her not only as a global partner of Multiply Global, um, which is really the highest ranking uh, part of our team, but also as a part of our internal headquarters here in our HQ um, as the chief storyteller. And Mwende, you just really blessed the whole organization already because our, our mission is to connect leaders, right, to relationships and resources that are going to help them multiply the great commandment and the great commission and you just embody this um, opportunity for us, um, and we're blessed to have you. So um, thank you so much. Thank you for being on the podcast today. Um, I was a little bit long-winded uh, with the story, but I wanted you guys to know. I wanted y'all to hear how I met Mwende, because sometimes you just, you know, the, the backstory is important. And when we go on trips like this and when we meet people, this is how Multiply operates and, and how God puts, you know, uh, emerging leaders in our path. And so, you know, I guess almost eight year, almost eight years ago now, I met Mutinda, and now um, I'm meeting one of his spiritual daughters and bringing her onto our team. Wow, uh, to me, that's just overwhelming. That's a blessing, um, and that's just so much fun. Mwende, um, I'm going to kick it to you, and here's here's what I would like for you to answer. Can you tell our audience a little bit more about some of your story, kind of? Um, some some marker stones of your past, some things that really um, made you who you are. Um, so we would just love to hear more about your story. Thank you. Um, I'm honored to meet you guys. Um, I think I keep saying every single time, and I'm so glad you guys came to Nairobi. Um, I believe it was God who sent you here. So um, I'd say one of the stone markers in my life has to be when I was in Form 2. That is probably grade 11 or 12 there. I don't know. Um, I was in high school and I had a blood clot in my leg um, and I had to be admitted to the hospital. So I, I was currently studying in a, in a school in the village. So I had now to be moved from the village to Nairobi. So um, it was... So I was sick for almost the whole, my whole period in, in, in high school. So I got, so because of the clot, the thinning, going to hospital, going back again, but all that back and forth. But afterwards, um, and that's when I realized I, 
there's something there's, there's something i needed to do so i remember up to this date november 1st has to be one of my best days it's like my second birthday because that's when i committed myself to god i remember telling god um all this is happening and i can't now change whatever is happening so i commit myself to you um today and i remember that specifically because my dad had just come to school because we have um it's called like a clinic day so a clinic day is where your parent comes to school to make sure that you have been studying well and to see where you are failing and at that time i was not doing so well in school and i remember when he came i i was telling him that you know i've been sick i had all these excuses i've been sick um i want to to do that redo the class so next year do the same class and my dad had come with a newspaper and on that newspaper i think um, the form for results were out or something so he had come with a newspaper and on the newspaper we had um one lady who apparently had failed throughout most of her life in high school primary then she got an a she exulted and my dad told me there's no way i'm letting you redo this class you're going to move forward and i remember now come now come november telling god you know what i i don't have anything i've i've been sick i i haven't even studied but i i give it all to you so i committed my life to him on that day and i think that those that one day is the day that i remember every single time and it drowns me because it reminds me that even when i was vulnerable and i called upon god and in times where i did not know how i did it he did it for me so those that's one of my stone markers yeah i mean that's that's powerful um one day thank you for sharing november 1st i'm going to remember that day um as you said your second birthday and um i i mean we we agree with that the scripture talks about when we give our life to the lord it is a a rebirth and so um we celebrate november 1st that's um reformation day um that's the, the that's Good the day catch. that's historically celebrated uh when when luther nailed the 95 thesis to the the church um i i just think that's an interesting dynamic uh included in uh, if you know me you know that i'm a mystic and i love to connect the dates with <laughs> So good. One day I, we'd love to keep the keep the ball rolling a little bit more and it's obviously God's been working in your life at at a young age. Um and and you're you're still a you're a younger leader um and we would we'd love to know just as a younger leader like what are you what are you dreaming about? Obviously the Lord's done a lot of great things, but what are, what is it that you're hopeful for um as you sit in the seat now? Um I think this is something that I spoke to Josh the other day and we were having a conversation about it and I was saying that when you keep silent when you're silent you're also saying something like being silent means that you're also speaking you know it is an answer in itself and myself being a leader at church uh, at at different spaces that I have been able to lead I'd say one of my dreams is to influence the world you know how the bible says you are the salt you are to influence you are to live and you, you know i want to influence the world in in a different way you know um i've seen growing up now growing up being a young person everybody is saying how christianity is 
not in fashion. It's not the thing. But I think it's the thing. I think it's the one thing that never goes out of fashion. You know, God never goes out of fashion. He's in fashion in and out of season. So I, for me, um, I think my dream is to influence people, whether it be it by how I dress, how I speak, how I do my hair, how I work. In every aspect of my life, I want to influence people and I want them to, to I want how I influence them to bring them closer to God and not farther away from Him. So good. Um, Mwende, I, I have uh, a question for f- being being in the, the Kenyan culture multiple times. Um, I've learned that there's significant challenges for both the youth uh, in that culture, but also for young women in particular in that culture. Can you speak to us just a little bit and um, be as vulnerable as you want to share whatever you want to, um, but what are some of the challenges that women are facing and that young leaders uh, are facing in the context where you've grown up and where you've grown in your faith and where you've grown into this uh, amazing young leader who has this dream to actually live out the commandment of Jesus to go be salt and be light uh, in the world. But what are some of those obstacles that you've had to overcome and that that women and young leaders have to overcome uh, in the, the Kenyan context? Um, allow me to begin with young leaders. I would say the first thing has to be fear. You know, the fear that we have, like we've seen other people doing it who are in their 40s and 50s. And then because we are only 20-something-year-olds, you know, we have the fear that people will not hear us. You know, like when a 50-year-old will come and say, get out, and then I say, get out, people are more... Um, they lean more on the 50-year-old, you know, because he's older, so he said it, so we have to do it. But because I'm younger, then it, you know, you get dismissed easily. So I think that's one of, I'd say this is one of the challenges that internally young people like myself have faced, um, the fear of not being heard and being easily dismissed. Um, I'd say one of the challenges that, and this is just, I'll, I'll go out of context um, just for a little bit. Something that's happening in Kenya cur- currently is femicide. Um, so that is um, violence directed towards women, specifically women. So it has been something um, that, you know, it hits close to home because I am a woman. I have sisters, I have a mother, I have friends that are ladies. And, you know, just the rise of this violence where there's so much killing, um, and you can see it's because of different different reasons. And I, I strongly and I firmly believe that there, should, mm, there shouldn't be any violence against anyone specifically. Yeah. Nobody should die. I, I, if, if there's any wrong that has been done, then I think the justice should take that over. And just to go back, you know, being a woman, of course, in this generation, you see, that's one of the challenges you know, that I have to deal with, you know, femicide, the fear of even being killed um, while whilst doing whatever I'm doing. 
you know. Um, I'd say another one would have to be, um, one challenge would have to be resources. And that's different for everyone, you know, being a young leader. I would say there's so many leaders in Kenya, so many different people who have decided to start their own thing. And I think the resources, not even in terms of money, but even networking, because you you haven't grown in a space where you are able to network with so many people or you don't have the ability to get yourself into these rooms, then you miss out on even growing yourself as a leader, growing yourself as a uh, a person who wants to influence people. You see, for example, if I myself want to be a leader and I have to fight with 50 other companies who have made it and I am just one person, I don't have the resources um, to network with like those 50 companies. If we want to do media, for example, broadcast through media, they are able to come up with billboards, they are able to go to the TV stations. I, I have to use my phone and and just take a video you see those so the resources in terms of networking in terms of money ability going into these different rooms i'd say those are the different challenges that i have faced i'm not sure about everybody else but i think most people would relate with the same thing we are facing a few things here and there but i think those are the main ones that i can think of from the top of my head can i can I ask you, uh, just as a follow-up to that, um, thank you for sharing all of that. And, and I, I can't imagine the, the, the obstacle and the resistance uh, that young leaders feel, uh, but then more specifically that women leaders in the context which you've grown up feel. But can you speak to the hope that you have for young leaders in the church, what are you seeing with with young people in the church, in Christ, um, being raised up to to really live out what God's called them to become and called them to do in in the Kenyan context? Um, speak to your to your hope there and uh, I'd just love to to end that part of this this conversation hearing about the but God part, right? But God <laughs> is doing this. And um, <laughs> you know, regardless of all these challenges, I have grown up in the church. I have been raised with friends who have grown up in the church. So I'd say regardless of these challenges, God has been faithful. I can speak under as a testament of what God has done and what God is doing for other people. You know, there's one thing I used to tell my, my my friends, and I think, I don't know if it's in the Bible or I had it somewhere, maybe in a, through a sermon, but it says, God does not call the qualified, but he qualifies the ones he called. So with that being said, that is the hope I live with, that even if I am not qualified and God has called me, then God will present me to different spaces. And I could say through, throughout all these this challenges that, different people are going through, I'd say God has really come through for most people. Most people can sit down and say, you know what, but God did it. We didn't, like, I can I can remind you, Josh, during the conference, we had Salian, Jacqueline Salian, the lady who was talking about sanitary towels, and she was very, you know, vocal about why this ladies need sanitary towels. 
And you can see from where she started while she was in campus, she can say, but God did it. God has enabled him, sorry, enabled her to be, to walk into spaces where she did not believe she could even get with her own strength. So I can say, I can leave my part in short to that story is God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the ones he called every single time. So, yeah. I just I just looked up a, a statistic that the median age of Kenya's population is just under twenty years old. Um, it's just under twenty years old, and so you know, Mwende as a young twenty-something, are you twenty-two, twenty-four? I couldn't remember. Yeah, that's what I thought. Twenty-four. So as a young 24-year-old, I mean, you're on the other side of that median, but as an example to so many people in the context which you're living of have a dream, have an ambition for the Lord and think big, right? Um, and so um, I have so much hope for what God's doing in your nation because of people like you and... Um, and for, you know, Reverend Mutinda and Jennifer mentoring and believing in a young generation of leaders. And so um, I love it. I love it. Thank you for sharing um, your hope there. Yeah, yeah I, I, I agree. And I, I'd love to maybe even just stay in that vein and and pivot a little bit where um, which actually, even before I do that, um, um, I just feel like, yeah, I feel like we should bring this people to the Lord. So, Lord, I'm even going to agree with um, Wendy right now that that there just be an end to the femicide that's the happening right now in Nairobi, um, and that God, you are a God that is able to um, to bring peace and not chaos, and um, you and not invite to violence. And so, Lord, I just pray that. Um, that your spirit can move through their, the people that are there and that you put the right people in the right positions of power to be able to put it into those things. Um, and that um, the people of, of Nairobi or even in Kenya specifically, that they can see everybody, men and women alike, as as you see them, Father. So God, we're going to ask that in the middle of a podcast because because we can and you're the one that has the real, the real yeah, good stuff. I, I just wanted to say, Josh, you got something? something I'm convinced of and it's the reason why God put Kenya on my heart uh, almost 10 years ago um, was because I don't, I do not believe that the Lord sees Kenya as a mission field any longer. I think he sees Kenya as a mission force and, and as uh, a, a group and, and a, a people that are ready to go to the nations and, and are in fact going to the nations and, and living out the great commandment and the great commission. And I think that's why, if you think about it, when the enemy comes after an entire ethnicity or an entire group of people with like femicide or some type of genocide, or um, it's historically linked to a move that God wants to do through those people. And, and so I just want to remind our listeners and remind us uh, God is on the move in the nation of Kenya, and it's it's such an honor to be a very small part of the big story um, that Moende and her brothers and sisters in the nation of Kenya are living every single day, um, and and walking through the fear and walking through you know trusting God every day for the resources they need to fulfill the calling that He has for their life. So, 
um, just didn't want to leave that off the table. I thought after your prayer, the Lord just really prompted me, um, you know, to, to remind us of that truth. So, so good. Um, one day we're going to end with one last question. We've referenced it a little bit already um, that one of our beloved partners that we've had since 2017 um, is Reverend Mutinda and Jennifer at City Church, Nairobi. And um, they've been mentors and big influence in, in your life. And um, I would, we'd love to know just what has it been like to be mentored by them? Um, and what is that really, what has that influence really done in your life um, as you've been a, a, a leader that's been developed by them? When you ask the question, I'm now feeling a bit, just a little bit emotional. Um, just because I, they have raised me, you know, they have been second parents to me. Growing up, um, my mom, my dad, and other people, of course, they used to go, they used to have this ministry where they would visit the sick, visit different people in their homes. And because we were young, of course, we had to be left somewhere with someone under someone's care. And I remember almost every Sunday um, would be at Reverend Mutinda and Jennifer's home. Um, and I have grown up, you know, viewing them as nothing else but my parents. Because um, Mrs. Um, Jennifer, I call her Mama Kim. So Mama Kim, Mama means mother to, mother to Kim. So... Jennifer um, is my spiritual mother because she was there during my baptism and she took me out of the water. So I have nothing but respect for those two people. They have mentored me. Uh, I believe when City Church was planted in 2017, I was only 17 years. I remember joining the church later that year, um, now 2018, and I was the youngest praise and worship member at 18 years old. I mean, if that's not someone allowing God to use you, using your gifts, I don't know what is. And they allowed me to join the worship team at 18 years old. And they provided that platform for me to learn, grow my skill, also understand how the church works, you know, from different perspectives. And I'd say, that has helped me grow as a leader. Thinking about it right now, I I can I can say so much that I have grown to become the leader I am because of the church, because of how the church has treated me, how I have the positions that I have taken in the church, the ministries that I have stepped in in the church, and the people who have mentored me throughout. Um, Let's say from 2018 up to now. Um, I don't know what your question is. I, 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 I've forgotten. I've forgotten your question. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. You just are making my heart smile so big because uh, we share a love for Reverend Mutinda and Jennifer, Mama Kim. And um, uh, I would like to, I know he said that was the last question. Just, just one more question. Uh, question for you that I have, um, and then you can bring us home, Joseph. But Mwende, if there were if there were young leaders, in particular young women leaders listening to this podcast, or just women leaders in general, how would you encourage them? How would you speak 
um, to them in a way and, and give them hope um, in a faithful God. So to every leader who is listening, whether a woman or a male, but this is directed towards all the women listening to this, God has a purpose that he has put in your heart. And I'm just going to reference what my dad read yesterday. We were reading the book of Matthew and and my dad was reminding me the story of Mary and Elizabeth. So Mary, of course, you know, she meets Gabriel and Gabriel tells her, you're going to be with child. Even your cousin is already with child at her old age. So Mary wakes up, goes to meet the cousin, all right? And as she, you know, when she meets Elizabeth, even when Elizabeth had that Mary had, the Bible says, had had Mary's voice, she was overjoyed. You know, she knew, she knew in her heart, that's Mary and she's here and the baby started kicking. And when she met, you know, Mary, Elizabeth spoke, even the Bible says the Holy Spirit, you know, pushed her to speak certain words to Mary that you are blessed of the of the Lord. And I am here to encourage you that if God has called you, God will equip you as a leader, just as he did Mary. It didn't matter that she was just another young lady who was betrothed to someone. But then what mattered is because when Mary was told by Gabriel that she was going to be with child, she said, me? The Lord has called me, then who am I to say no? Then who am I to say no? So I'm here to encourage each and every one of you that if God has called you, he will equip you. And it doesn't matter where you're listening from, whether there's chaos around you. He's the God who gives peace in the midst of chaos. And God will see you through um, this season and the next season of your leadership. Yes. Oh man, that that's a powerful way for us to to wrap up our time together. I, I agree with it completely, and I'll just I'll restate it again. If God if God called you, then He will equip you. And something that was a thread all throughout is that um, is that God's given you a voice, and so understand your voice so you can use your voice because ultimately the kingdom um, can be its fullness when you can step into what God's calling you to do and being able to use that voice that he's giving you. So Monday, thank you so much again for being on the podcast, but even more than that, personally, we are so thankful to have you on our team. Um, myself and Josh, we're, like I said, over the moon for it. And um, man, I cannot wait to be able to see what God's going to do in and through you. Um, I see you as a girl that, that doesn't believe in limits and knows that everything's possible with God. And I can't wait to be able to be a small piece in that picture. And so Listeners, thank you again for being with us. Um, we'd love for you to like, to share, to comment. Um, if you're enjoying this uh, episode, so we can, can continue to be able to get this to more and more people. So thanks again for being on the Multipliers Leadership Podcast, Monday, and we'll see you guys again in another couple of weeks. Thank you for joining us today. To discover more resources, visit multiplyglobal.com. We are committed to helping leaders like you become connected to the relationships and resources you need to multiply God's purpose in your everyday life.